This is 10 Things I Like About, a 10-minute, 10-episode podcast about unknown or misunderstood wildlife. Welcome to 10 Things I Like About. This is a podcast about misunderstood or unknown creatures in nature. Some we'll find right outside our doors, and some are continents away, but all are fascinating. My name is Kirsten, and I have a master's degree in animal behavior and did my thesis on the breeding behavior of the tricolor bat. I was a zookeeper for many years and have worked with all sorts of animals, from abba-abba fish to tigers to ravens to domesticated dogs and so many more in between. Many of those years were spent in education programs, and the most important lesson I learned was that the more information someone has about a particular animal, the less they fear them. The less they fear them, the more they crave information about them, and before you know it, you've become an advocate for that misunderstood animal. This episode continues pangolins. The second thing I like about pangolins is their digestive tract. I know that seems like a strange thing to like about an animal, but it's a truly amazing digestive tract. Let's start with what they eat, because that has a huge influence on how your digestive tract works. All species of pangolin eat ants and termites, but mostly ants. The fancy name for this is myrmecophagy. On average, a pangolin can eat 140 to 200 grams of insects a day. That's almost half a pound of insects in a day. Half a pound of insects. Adult pangolins can eat 70 million ants a year. Yes, I said million. 70 million ants a year. To begin feasting, we're going to start with the large curved claws that pangolins have on their front feet and that helps them open an anthill or termite mound to expose their prey. Once the prey is exposed, we can start our digestive tract journey. And the digestive tract starts in the mouth, so we're going to start there. Pangolins have long tongues with a sticky, viscous saliva that helps them lick up ants and termites. Once they've opened those anthills or termite mounds with their large claws, they flick their tongue in and out of the tunnels, capturing a yummy meal. Most mammals have a salivary gland that helps produce saliva, aka spit, that begins the digestive process in the mouth, that helps break down your food. Pangolins have a huge salivary gland located in their chest, much larger in comparison to body size than other mammals. And that gland creates the thick saliva and lubricates the tongue. Now get ready for one of the reasons that the pangolin's digestive tract is my number two on my 10 things I like about list. Depending on the species, a pangolin's tongue can be 10 to 27 inches long. (laughs) Yes, I said 10 to 27 inches long. That is a long tongue. The tongue is so long in the African giant pangolin that the tongue actually attaches to the animal's pelvis and they can stick half of it out of their mouth. That's a 14 to 16 inches of tongue sticking out of their mouth. Digestion often begins with chewing. That's why mom always says, chew your food. The pangolins do not have any teeth, so the ants and termites slide right down the esophagus into the stomach. Most of us have probably encountered ants at some point in our lives, and some of you may know that they are covered in an exoskeleton made of chitin. This is pretty tough stuff, 
So you may be thinking, how does the pangolin digest those little buggers if they don't grind them up with their teeth first? Get ready for the second reason the pangolin's digestive tract is number two on my 10 things I like about list. They have keratinous protrusions, aka pyloric teeth, that stick out from the lining of their stomach that help them grind up the ants. This is what I'm saying. What? What? My mind was blown when I found this out. I'm imagining the Sarlacc pit monster from Star Wars and the pangolin stomach. How cool is that? It's actually really more like a bird's gizzard, which is a pouch off the side of some species of bird's digestive tract that is muscular and helps them break down tough seeds, shells, and insects. But these pangolins have those little protrusions that stick out into the stomach. There does appear to be a difference in Asian versus African pangolin species stomachs. Asian species have these horny protrusions called the pyloric teeth, but African species do not. We're not really sure why there is a difference, but one thing they both have in common is that they all swallow small rocks and sand that settle in the stomach and help grind up the ants and termites along with their little keratinous protrusions. Okay, why ants? There's so many other insects out there that have got to be easier to eat, right? We don't really know why pangolins ended up specializing in eating ants, but it's most likely developed as a way to avoid competition from other carnivores. There's not a whole lot of animals out there just eating ants. If the pangolin is the only one eating ants, they don't really have to fight anyone to get food. Also, ants are a protein-rich food. They contain 50% crude protein and over 20 amino acids. That is a great source of protein for a carnivore but you have to be able to utilize that protein. So the next question is how do pangolins do that? Well, stomachs produce digestive enzymes. These enzymes help break down the food we eat. So the diet an animal eats influence these, the enzymes that are found in the stomach. Recent studies have determined that the pangolin digestive tract is so specialized to eating ants and termites that they cannot successfully eat anything else and survive long-term. Pangolins eat a lot of insects, and those insects' exoskeletons are made of chitin, as we said before. Chitin is where the protein and amino acids are found, but it has to be broken down to be properly absorbed by the body. An enzyme called chitinase does just that. Some scientists in China have delved into the makeup of the Sunda pangolin's digestive enzymes, and they have found something interesting. In both the saliva and stomach fluid, chitinase was present. They also found a lack of enzymes typically found in other carnivores that help break down other sources of proteins. This is one of the main reasons they're not seen in captive environments such as zoos and one of the biggest hurdles rehabbers must overcome to save injured pangolins. They simply do not have the correct enzymes to break down the food that a zoo will typically offer them and absorb the nutrients from items that are readily available to these facilities. All of these amazing facts about the pangolin digestive tract is why it is number two on my list of 10 things I like about pangolins. Please visit savepangolins.org to find out even more about pangolins and discover what you can do to save this unique animal. To help the African Cape Pangolin, visit the Rare and Endangered Species Trust at restnamibia.org. And to learn more about Asian pangolins and help the Sunda and Chinese pangolin, 
visit Save Vietnam's Wildlife at svw.vn. Join me next week for another 10-minute podcast focusing on another thing I like about pangolins. This has been an episode of 10 Things I Like About with Kirsten and Company. Original music written and performed by Catherine Camp, piano extraordinaire.